When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good day. Peace and blessings, everyone. Blessings and peace. My name is Jordan Brown. Thank you so much for joining me on a peaceful moment. One more good time. Thank you so much. So, this one was a good one. If you're starting your spiritual journey and you don't know where to start, I just ask you to take time, listen to what we have to say, and get into this. Because we're talking about some really good, meaty stuff. Like, the world is really confusing out here. And sometimes it takes one person to say one good thing in your life to set you on the right track. So, sit back, relax, be peaceful, and listen to my good friend, Ariel. (laughs) Good afternoon, Ariel. Good afternoon, Jordan. Are you well? I'm doing really good. How are you handling this pandemic? What's a pandemic? You said what? <laughs> What's a pandemic? That's that's honestly the mood right now. What is a pandemic? What the? Because no matter what Corona about to do tomorrow, I'm still about to do me. You know and I just me? might fly to Guyana. Mm-hmm. We gonna fly to Guyana. We, gonna- <laughs> <laughs> we about to fly to Guyana. Alrighty, so today my good friend Aria is here to talk about her... Spirituality. Her spirituality. So before we get music, into it, though, didn't you? you thought it was gonna be music. They did. They probably did think it was gonna be music. You tricked them, dude. <laughs> so, but if we get, before we get into anything, Aria, go ahead and plug yourself. Let the people know where you, they can find you, and let them know what projects you're working on in the future. Oh, okay. Um, on Instagram, honestly, every social media I have is Ari underscore Skies. A R I underscore S K I E S. It's because I do music. Mm-hmm, I be singing. Mm-hmm. And I'll be streaming on Twitch. You know, I play video games as well. But at the moment, I'm working on this EP. But as soon as I get the cover art, I'm going to let you know. We're in the game. Mm-hmm. And that's everything for you? That's that's everything. That's pretty much You can it. find me on any streaming platform. Anything. Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Tidal. What like she said, that's at Ari underscore skies. You feel me? Like so like that. Like so like that. <laughs> Alrighty, Ari. So, spirituality is defined mm-hmm. as the quality of being aware or concerned about the human soul mm. or spirit as opposed to physical experience. Mm-hmm. So, in your own way, define spirituality for us. I feel like it's just being in tune with like your higher self, mm-hmm. right? Because there's a there's that higher self that's looking out for you that knows mm-hmm. and knows everything is connected to everything in your your consciousness where you are right now in your body. You're just unaware of it. Mm-hmm. The more you're aware of it, the more you're spiritual. The more you're attached to it. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. that awareness of that higher self and awareness of how everything is connected. The more you're aware of it, the more spiritual you are. To me, that's that's for me what it is. Got you. Mm-hmm. So, like, for you, it's more so being focused on the things that are unseen more than seen. Mm-hmm. More like you're trying to understand more than what's in front of you mm-hmm. so not like there's a computer in front of me but what is this computer connected to you feel me what wi-fi signal is this computer connected to you feel to? me like something like that something like it something like just that. like it 
Okay, so let me talk about your your background real quick. What were you taught to believe back then? So my family, we we weren't even really in church, but we was in the church. You know what I'm saying? Like by default, I feel like we were all like Christian, but like I never even knew like the different versions of it, different variations. Mm-hmm. We were one of those people that went on holidays mm. and like randomly when your mama want to get up and say all right let's go to church and she didn't even tell us we was going to church we didn't even <laughs> got church clothes like you know what i'm saying like we mm-hmm. didn't go that we didn't go for real y'all was wearing sweaters <laughs> <laughs> and i was up north so it was cold you know we was wearing sweaters um um and then my mother got remarried mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden she was this god-fearing woman you feel me but like i don't know much about the church mm-hmm. like but what i did learn at least in religion it felt like it was very fear-based got you like you you have to believe this or you're gonna go to hell mm-hmm. and i was like oh in my heart something like that just don't feel like so it, it don't feel if god genuine. is love then why do i follow him out of fear mm-hmm. Ooh. you feel me i feel you so i was like i do believe there is a god but i don't think that this one is teaching me the right way mm-hmm. you know so that was my background as far as like thinking that religion and spirituality were the same thing but to me like they're different they're, they're completely totally different. different because um Religion is based upon a group or a culture's like experience with their belief of what God is. Mm-hmm. So um, the Hindus, they have Hindus have thousands and thousands of gods. Mm-hmm. Then you have like the monotheistic religions, like you know, Christianity, mm-hmm. Judaism. You got um, Islam. Everybody that's from the what is it called? All what those religions mean? are the Book of Abraham or something. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, they're the uh, the children of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Um, and those religions, uh, all those. They all serve like the same being, mm-hmm. but they had different experiences with them. Exactly, you know, like uh, very similar but different, but similar. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, like their religion is based upon how they interacted with God. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not like a heavy religious Christian, mm-hmm. but I'm. Um, I do believe in the birth, the life, and the resurrection of Christ. So, Jews, people that study Judaism, mm-hmm. their religion is based upon. Abraham, mm-hmm. um, Abraham, Abraham, and the Mosaic way of teaching. You mm-hmm. know, it's very structured. It's very, you have to do this. You have to do X, Y, Z. You have to follow traditions. You can't break tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can really see that with um, with the Orthodox Jews. And you know, those are the Jews with the little curlies. They were the I know black. Exactly what you're talking you about. When you don't talk about. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, you always see them walking because um, on the Sabbath they don't drive. They don't use technology and stuff like that. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't peep that until you just said it. I've a never seen A lot of people them. don't know that. Yeah. Now that you said it. They do have cars. No, I'm not saying that. But uh, when they dress Jews. when they dress like that, I don't ever see them in like. Never, you'll never see them in a car. Mm-mm. It's always walking on the street. <laughs> going to um, Going to the temple. Mm. You know? It's all what about. What you teaching me? I, you, I have to teach. So it's all about their experience with what the one who they believe in. Mm. Uh, and spirituality is more getting you a relationship with with whatever's out there mm-hmm. beyond not just the higher being but like everything else that's out there i feel that you know i feel that because it's one thing to, to know god but it's one thing to know everything else as spiritual mm-hmm. everything else as a, as a spirit mm-hmm. so ari what do you believe well, me, I'm I'm still searching, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still looking for that answer. Um, but that's just acquiring the knowledge. The one I've seen most recently that, that touched me the most, at least, mm-hmm. it was this thing called egg theory. 
Okay. Um, essentially, it's this idea that everything is connected. Everything is one. Exactly. Like, I am you, you are me, we're all one mm-hmm. here. Like, um, And essentially, we're just this being that's searching for knowledge and love. But we're all this all everything that's in this this world is one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it basically started off like it was a dude. He like got into a car accident. He had a wife. He had a kid. And he's floating above because he sees them. And then uh, this other being gets him and says, you know, he's, he's talking to him. And he's like, he was confused. Like, what's going on? The other being is like, everything that you see here is you. I put you here so you can learn. I'm going to put you back so you can learn some more mm-hmm. until you're ready to join the rest of us. And it put him back in a different time, in a different place, because time is just like a social construct, basically. Mm-hmm. So it just said that time isn't parallel. Time isn't linear. You, exactly. So it put him back somewhere else as something else. So I really, truly, it, it, it touched me, and I feel as though, like, I agree with the fact that everything is interconnected. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is one spirit. Everything has its essence that you can connect with, just how you can connect with certain human beings. Um, There's certain times where you have, like, where you meet somebody, and it's instant. You be like, whoa, I feel like I knew you my whole life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that. there's something to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, you feel like you've known them your whole life. You connected with them instantly. Like, your souls are interacting with each other on a higher level so i genuinely feel like you know this is all one energy and we're all just here trying to figure it out you know mm-hmm. trying to reconnect that's really interesting that you said that because this is um there was a podcast i was listening to mm-hmm. and this um i can't remember his name and my final thoughts i'll post his name in uh the podcast but he basically said uh, he was in a car accident mm-hmm. um he was in japan he was in a car accident and he he died. Mm. He died um, at the scene of the crash. They took him to the hospital, and they revived him, but he was in a coma. And he was in a coma for a few days. Mm-hmm. And in that coma, he saw um, he saw himself leave his body, mm-hmm. and he saw himself like going to go into nothingness. Mm. And he said it was so crazy because like you can't imagine nothingness. No, you can't imagine blank. You right. can't do that. You can close your eyes, but even sometimes when you close your eyes, your brain still wants Pictures to. Pictures things. Your brain still wants to see something. So you right. ever close your eyes and you see like little colors, you see like yeah. purple or like little stars. Every time. Because your brain cannot do without sensory. Mm-hmm. You need that. Like that's like. Right. Your brain's like, rule number one, we need some type of sensory. Right. So he said, um, he asked himself like, why am I here? And he heard a voice that mm. told him. You're here because you broke the contract. Mm-mm. And he said, the voice told him, when you first started this journey, you made a promise to yourself. You made a, a binding contract to your own body. And you told me, if you broke this contract, to take you out, tell you this, and put you back. Mm. You broke the contract. So... He knew what the contract was because he knew what his calling was. Uh, he mm-hmm. always wanted to tell. He said he wanted to tell stories. Mm-hmm. So whether that be like actually writing a story, writing a book, Whatever something like that. Whatever the case is, right. S- making music, painting. Because mm-hmm. he's an artist. Like this man is an actor. I have to find his name because it's really bothering me that I don't know his name. He's an actor. Mm-hmm. And he said um, when he came to 
when he finally came out of the coma, mm -hmm. he said he was in so much pain because he experienced nothingness for so long. Mm -hmm. Just the mere existing hurt. You feel what I'm saying? Just the mere existing was painful to him. Because we have to remember he got into a car accident. Mm -hmm. He was in a coma. So you have to remember um like the feeding tube down. Not the feeding tube, the um the ventilator. They had a ventilator uh -huh. in him. So when he woke up, he had a ventilator in, he was still on pain meds, but him experiencing existing was painful to him. Yeah. And he said he lost the ability to read because his brain was damaged. Mm -hmm. mm. He lost the ability to read. So he's an actor and he lost the ability to read. So he's on set and he can't read anything. Right. And then a few years later, he gets to another car accident, the exact same way as for accident. Mm. And then the voice tells him the exact same thing over again. You broke the contract. You broke the contract. You're not listening. And so after that time, he's like, okay, I got it. Let me start working right. on my path. Let me stop playing. And that's crazy. That's my fear. Like, well, my fear of like, because you think of all these things, and of death always comes up. Mm -hmm. My fear is that there's nothing. Mm. You move a little bit too Ooh. fast, because that was one of my questions. I'm sorry, but you, when you said it to the story, that was my fear. So go ahead and let's get into that. What do you think happens when we when we die? Because there's a lot of theories out there, and there's a lot of um, amazing ideas about what happens when we perish when our physical bodies can't take mm -hmm. the world anymore so tell me your opinion um i don't know like that literally that'd be me that that right there is my fear that there's literally just nothing like it's just nothing but why is that bad though? but that's what i'm saying so me lately what i've been on is like i need to stop fearing that because if i live my life fearing that i'm not gonna live my life mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so more so i'm just like let me just seek these experiences this knowledge seek this love um and then when i get there i'll get there mm -hmm. and hopefully i'll be prepared for it because i don't know i think this is honestly just different experiences and we transcend you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. i feel like 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 i said if it's the egg theory you just get put back somewhere else exactly in the same entity that we're in the same universe that we're in i guess but I hope it ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, we, hopefully, there's something. Hopefully, there's dogs when we die. Because that'll be lit. I hope, that's, I hope I get to see my dog when I die. Mm. I think you'll come in contact with their spirit again. I know. I do. I know. But, um, so I'm a Christian. And I believe, mm -hmm. well, I was not, I believe. But I was taught when I was younger that mm -hmm. um, when we perish from... We were taught to be absent with the body, to be present with the Lord. Mm -hmm. So when we, when our bodies fail us and our bodies can't, can no longer keep us alive, mm -hmm. we go, either we go to heaven or hell. Mm -hmm. Now, what's crazy about that is before the, uh, the resurrection of Christ, before uh, the veil was torn, mm -hmm. you know, he was crucified, they mm -hmm. said the veil was torn. Before the veil was torn, there was no such thing as heaven. Well, there was a heaven, but there were no people in heaven. Mm there was a thing called the grave. Mm. And you know, like, um, when they say all the dead will come from the grave, mm -hmm. it wasn't talking about physical graves. They were talking about the grave. Mm -hmm. And it was like this place mm -hmm. where the dead would go. If you lived a terrible life, you would be on one side. If you live mm -hmm. a good life, you'll be on the other side, you know? Mm -hmm. But this was all before Christ. And when Christ was resurrected, then there was an actual split. Mm -hmm. And that the greats, the, um, the ones who lived a life great that lived that tried to live a decent humble life and obeyed the the law they were ascended they were uh, not ascended they were 
taken from the grave. Mm-hmm. They came back to earth. They saw their friends and family, and mm-hmm. they ascended into heaven. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else, you know, they went to a little, to a little down place. Mm-hmm. When we talk about down place, but um, in my belief, I really don't care what happens mm-hmm. because that doesn't affect me. Right now, it don't. It it doesn't affect me. You know, right. I'm trying to live my life the best way possible. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to spread knowledge. I'm trying to spread peace. I'm trying to spread love to everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why I shake hands with racists, you know? That's why I hug um, capitalists. That's mm-hmm. why I hug, um, I'm always nice to rich people, you know, like. Rich people, poor people alike. Exactly. You have to give love to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish peace on my enemies every day. Because, mm-hmm. like. Could you imagine being so angry at somebody that you don't know to argue with them on the internet? Man. Can't you imagine being that unhappy? And, and actually letting that affect your day, affect your energy to the point where you upset over a conversation <laughs> with somebody that you don't even know. You not. You don't even know. You man. don't even know what I look like. I'm probably not even a real person. And what's crazy is a lot of times people like um, people in my generation, they argue with people online thinking mm-hmm. like they're a Trump supporter. They're thinking mm-hmm. they're like um, a bigot or a racist. You're not even talking to a real person. They just assume. That's a bot. That's a whole computer program that's arguing mm-hmm. with you. How unpeaceful is your life for you to be arguing with somebody? You know, mm. and so, how does and like why are you making that move as if it fulfills you? What does it right. do for you? It doesn't do anything. It does nothing for. You. And I ain't even gonna lie, I do that sometimes, and I have to step back and be like, uh, "What are you doing? Who is this?" If you just log off, literally, if I close this app, if I literally swipe up on my phone, that's the end of that. Like, I don't understand why right. this just affected me so badly. But it's it's really crazy. So, um, if I do. Like, let's say I do have time. Because, you know, like, you'd be like, I do have I time, time today. today. Mm-hmm. So, if I do have time, I don't see, I never say anything rude. I never say anything mm-hmm. hurtful. I say, I hope you find peace. Mm-hmm. I hope, I hope you have a blessed day. Mm-hmm. And I just try to be really peaceful to them. I try to, like, say my, uh, my say my belief. Mm-hmm. I say what I think is right. And mm-hmm. I, I prove my point. If they don't like it, if they try to argue with me, I say two things. I say, I hope you find peace. Block me back. Mm-hmm. Or I say, who are you? Question mark. Mm-hmm. Who are you? I'm not about to argue with you. I don't even know your name. Sir, who ma'am. Is, where did you come from? Do you, are you even a person? So no matter what happens after, after um, my, par- my, uh, my expiration, it really doesn't matter to me. You know? mm-hmm. I'm just trying to live the best life that I possibly can. And so there's a few things that um, ideas that people have around the world about what happens when we die. You know, um, Jewish people, they think it's um, lights out. Like you said, it's nothing. It's just lights out. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's cool. You know, right. I'm pretty okay with lights out because somebody asked me, like, do you remember anything before you were born? And I was like, no, not really. And they were like, that's death. It's just lights out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty lit. That's pretty cool. There's the idea of, um, in Hindu, there's the uh, idea of um, reincarnation, where you become, whether you're a good person in your life or a bad person, your next life will represent that. So if you lived an amazing life and you were the best person ever, you'll be reincarnated as the most beautiful thing, the best person in your new life, Mm -hmm. right? And if you were a terrible person, you're gonna get the next life's gonna be a terrible thing. And I think that's really amazing. But that's kinda controversial because um they also use that um 
to be classist. You know, right. they do have the class system in uh, India, and right. today it's still a very big problem. So they try to use reincarnation as classism, mm-hmm. and that's that's not really okay. But the idea of um, of reincarnation is really beautiful to me. Mm-hmm. That like I might come back as a tree, mm-hmm. I might come back as my dog, and I might experience myself as my dog. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. Really? Yeah. That's that's yeah. why. That's what I be dreaming about sometimes. Mm. Then there's the theory of um, that. Um, so you're gonna like this one. I don't think mm. I ever told you this, okay. but uh, I forgot who who said this. Mm-hmm. But they were like, "You ever play Call of Duty? Do you ever play Call of Duty? I mean, you know I play Call of Duty. You be playing Call of Duty, dude. I've I know. <laughs> so do you ever be playing Call of Duty? Call of Call of Duty, and you lose, and you get really upset." Mm-hmm. Or you're playing and um, the enemy is getting closer and you feel it in your stomach, like the, the anxiety, mm-hmm. the anxiousness you feel like. Mm-hmm. Or when you win, you get like that that dopamine rush. I'd be like. <laughs> so the thing is, you didn't do anything. Right. That character did that. Mm-hmm. And you're just, you're just controlling like that character. Right. So when we die, the same thing happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like this isn't us. The character just dies. The character just dies. Mm. So the whole time we're on Earth stressing, we're like trying to make it big. We're trying to do this and worrying about all the wrong things. You're grinded at Call of Duty at 4 o'clock in the morning, and you, there's a whole life outside of this. Mm. You sit over here grinding for Call of Duty, and at the end of the day, when you turn off that game, it means nothing. Amen. When you turn off that life, you turn off that game. Amen. You see what I'm saying? But that's why I just say it's like a seek for for knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's experience. That's all this is. That's all it is. That's why I hate when people like, like for me, pursuing this music was really hard. Mm-hmm. Even though it was something I knew I wanted to do, it was hard because you'd be focused on like the rules of society, the game rules or whatever, telling you to do whatever this, whatever that. But it's like, why? When you go to sleep, when you're at home by yourself, the only person that has to sit with those regrets and those thoughts are you. It's you. When you are on that deathbed and you know your time is coming, the only person has to sit there and think back like, dang, I should have did that is you. It's you. That's it. So, like, why not? Why not? Nobody wrote the rules to this. The people that are in control or in power, they didn't create this world. They just created this structure in this world. They stick their claim in it, but it doesn't make sense. Like, it just, mm. That's why I read that. I'm reading that book again Mm -hmm. that I told you about. It's called The Four Agreements. Go ahead. The religion you chose, you didn't choose. The name you have, you didn't choose. None of this you chose. It's something that was told to you and taught to you, and you accepted it as an agreement. Mm-hmm. And since you accepted it, this is the way you live your life, and this is the dream, the reality that you have around you, built around you, because you accepted these agreements. Um, and it was saying, like, to have that courage to unlearn those things or not accept those agreements anymore and explore different options is like the biggest step in controlling your your dream around you, your reality. Mm. Um, it's a really good book. I love it. Like I, I still I keep starting it and not finishing it because I get caught up in everyday life. But I said no, I'm right. finishing it at the end of this week. I literally have the book right there. Actually, oh look at the book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm on. I'm starting the third chapter. Well, basically, the first chapter is just t- like telling you about the dude, telling you about um, his beliefs and where he get, got these beliefs from, and then teaching you these new agreements. Because everything you do in life is an agreement. 
everything you've accepted is an agreement once you agree to it it becomes a part of your reality it becomes something you've learned um but he was just like it really stuck with me that he was saying like everything about you is you didn't choose which mm-hmm. is a hundred percent true the religion you have is because your parents took you there they taught you that they taught you what they were taught then because that's all they know or the name you have that was given to you you didn't pick this you know so it's just like understanding that and then seeking more knowledge beyond what you were given and presented just so you can understand or have a better understanding of what's going on around the world and how important that is because like like for you for example i love that you just like you look for everything like you have knowledge on a little bit of everything you're seeking do. knowledge i have to you seek knowledge and you teach it that's, that's the that's the key right there you mm-hmm. share it and i'd be like mm, t- tell me something jordan <laughs> <laughs> teach me something new today because you have to you know, there's no point. There's no point of any of this if mm-hmm. we just don't share anything. You know, what did Lauren Hill say? She said, "I may have faith to make mountains fall, but if I lack love, then I have nothing at all. I could give. I could give away everything that I possess, but without love, I have no happiness. Mm. So it's just like that. It's there's there's no like point it. of gaining knowledge if you don't share it. And there's no right. point of of selling your possessions." If you just if you just sit on the money, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta come on now. It's it's interesting that you said that. that um, explore more, you mm-hmm. know, because like I'm on a journey right now, and like I'm a person who I fall in love with any and <laughs> everything really really really, really <laughs> fast. So right now, um, I watch this show on Hulu. It's called Rami. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the most amazing TV shows I've ever watched because it it deep dives into not only the millennial generation, then it dives into, like, dating, then it dives Mm -hmm. into, like, Islam, and you learn Mm -hmm. about... So, as I'm watching the show, I'm learning about Islam. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I love, like, religions. Oh, I just... Mm -hmm. That's my forte. And then I'm learning about his life and I'm learning about his family's life and I'm learning about the culture of people from Egypt that I'm learning uh, about the people from Palestine because like there's people everywhere you feel me mm-hmm. and so this show's talking about all of this and I'm like I'm watching this show and he's speaking Arabic and like mm-hmm. they're reading from the Quran and I'm like and I'm a Christian and I'm like wow that's really interesting and now I have an interest in Islam mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to convert probably not we'll right. see but you're gonna learn but I, i'm i'm willing to learn yeah i'm willing to take three steps and learn with them mm-hmm. um i've been exposed to a lot of religions like um <laughs> i remember one time i went to um uh the church of the latter-day saints the mormon church mm-hmm. and the first day there they were like can we pray for you Mm-hmm. And I was like, of course, you can pray for me. Like, uh-huh. I ain't, I'll, I'll take a prayer from anything, anybody. Come on, come get this. Like, let me get that prayer. Mm-hmm. And then after the prayer, they prayed with me and, like, they put, they anointed my head. They got the little oil and they mm-hmm. put it on my head. This is when my head was bald because I was in basic training for the Army. Okay. So they, they uh, put the oil in my hand. He cupped it in his hand like mm-hmm. this. I have my hands cupped. Just, y'all can't see it. But it's cupped. And then he put, put both hands on my head. He was like, and they started praying. He was like, do you want to be baptized in the Church of Latter-day Saints? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. So it was um, it was a crazy experience because I'm like, this is my first hour here. Y'all trying to get me in church already? I was like, oh, I'm okay. Man. But, like, I've um, I've experienced with Judaism. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had a lot of Jewish friends in middle school because I went to a magnet middle school. 
and that attracts people from all over because mm-hmm. that's what a magnet school is for. It's not it's a to it's a magnet school. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's to bring everybody right. together. You do um, they put in higher educations and um, in underperforming schools mm-hmm. to bring more people from all over together. Mm-hmm. So and that's it was beautiful and I learned a lot about Judaism mm-hmm. and uh, we every every school has a, um, a world history class. And they taught about taught us about religions, mm. and I was just so in love. And everybody was talking about the religion, and then got to Christianity. And then he was asking questions about Christianity, and then everybody was like, "Hmm." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "I'm like, aren't you Christian?" He's like, "Yeah, me and my mom go to church all the time." And I'm like, "You don't know anything about Christianity?" No. And he was like, "My friend was like, no, I don't know anything about church. We go to church, but I don't really know anything right. about church." And I was looking around. I'm like. Am I the only one that knows about Christianity? Yes. And this is in sixth grade. Yes. And this is kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. So to be able to speak on my religion in class, that was crazy to me because Christianity is the norm for America. Right. But don't nobody but, know But nobody know nothing no. about it. That's really crazy no. to me. At the time where I consider myself Christian, ask me a question. I uh, look right. at you like, listen, I go to church. But, but I don't be in church. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be I there. But, but I, ain't I ain't there. there. I, ain't there. I ain't there at all. Like, mm-hmm. it just never connected. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. It's like you just accept it without actually connecting to it and learning about it. Right. What it. What other idea Oops. are we going to accept? If, some, if I walked to you right now and I told you, hey, you know what, um... There's a man out there putting money in your bank account, a random man putting money in your bank account. And you look at your bank account, you can be like, this my bank account it looks exactly the same. There's no change. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you believe that he's putting the money in there, even though you're not going to see the money in the bank account, the money is going to be there. And when you swipe your card tomorrow morning, it's going to work either way. Even if you um even if your balance is zero, the money's still going to go through. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, "Child, please." You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mhm. But if we tell somebody that you should do X, Y, and Z to please the creator of the heavens and earth, we believe it. If you live your life this exact way, in this exact order, and if you deviate off of this path, you're going to hell. You're going to burn in fire for the rest of eternity, and you will never see the pearly gates, and you will never see white Jesus. Mm. That's what we're taught, and that's not okay. That is. I remember actually going to, like, church once and what he what he chose to speak on was literally hell mm-hmm. he described it like the entire like was it the sermon is that what it, he, mm-hmm. he just he literally just sat there and said it's pain and it's like he just fire hot like he just kept like mm-hmm. and he just in in detail and i'm just like this is what you teaching people <laughs> You know, like, and that's fear. You know, there there are other people who've taught like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, comparatively in my mind, you you teaching this for me to, like, believe in, in Christianity and God, this is, like, inciting fear. The other people that used this this way of teaching was, what, like, Hitler and stuff like that? Like, Come why, on. Like, why are you teaching it like this? But the crazy thing about that is every generation is different, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, since we're talking about religion, I can I feel like I can speak on this, right? So every generation needs something different. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
my sister's generation, uh, my sister was born in 1989. I was born in 1998. My other other sister was born in 1992. So they're in the same generation. I'm in a generation after her. Mm -hmm. So technically, I'm Gen Z, but I'm... I grew up with millennials. Right. You know? So the way they acted was different than how we act mm-hmm. because they had different different rules in their generation. Mm-hmm. They saw different things. They didn't have the internet. They had landlines. Mm-hmm. They had um, dial-up connection. Mm-hmm. And we had free nights, free nights of free weekends. And that's when we can get unlimited calling. You remember that? Free nights and free weekends? I wasn't really... When I was younger, my people ain't let me use the phone like that. So. That's, o- that's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. Poverty isn't bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason why those preachers back then would, would, um, would preach hell so strongly is because they thought that's what that generation needed. Fear? They needed fear, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they thought they needed. And we, I can't condemn them. We can't hold, We can't say they they were wrong. Now, then we can say they're wrong about something because you can you you can take things too far sometimes, you know. But that's what they believed, and that's what they thought. Mm. And if I go around teaching people's kids that when we die, there's nothing, some parents are gonna be mad at me because I shouldn't be teaching their kids that. Right. Or if I teach their kids, um, if I go to a, a foreign country and I teach their kids that there's a heaven and a hell, they're going to be like, why are you teaching my kids that? You know, so it depends on the generation. So at some point in time, pastors, preachers thought that the way of preaching hell was going to work for those people. And it did work because they were preaching hell and people were running to churches back then. But I'm saying at the same time, like it's again that same concept that they in there, but they're not in here. But they're not in there. You feel me? Like there's a reason why a lot of people can't speak to the religion that they're so-called a part of. Mm-hmm. Like fear, I'm not going to be like here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, I'm here because I don't want to go to hell. Like I'm not here because I want to be here. Like I feel like it's the same thing like working in retail, for example. You got a guest that's like, I'm so sorry to disturb you. I really need help with this. Right? Like, they come in so nice. Mm-hmm. And you be like, I want to help them. Like, they give you that love, mm-hmm. that positive, And you be like, I'm going to go over and beyond. Mm-hmm. And you remember their name. You remember everything they exactly. needed. But that lady that came in and said, listen here, buddy. I, <laughs> <need you." laughs> I want a 65-inch A1F TV 4K UHD LED right now. Excuse me. Where's your manager? Like, you, you be like, man. Skip this lady. I don't give a like again that negative that negative. Then you don't be you get you here, but you're mm-hmm. not here. Like I don't care about you. You know what I'm saying? It's the same concept. Like I'm more I gravitate more to love. Mm-hmm. I'm more willing to be accepting of love. But that's the thing. That's our generation. I feel like we that's grew up in the too, generation. Though. Everybody wants to be loved. Mm-hmm. So the way it worked out in like in the churches, right? There was the restricted generation, right. the, the generation that had to be taught mm-hmm. that there was a fiery, like, scary, damned hell that you should never, ever do anything bad. Mm-hmm. And then the generation after that taught their kids that, and they put all this pressure on their kids, and their kids rebelled, mm-hmm. you know? So it's always, it's like a back and forth thing. The kids rebelled, 
the kids saw the mistakes they made. They grew up into adults. Mm-hmm. They had to teach their kids not to do the same things that they did mm-hmm. when they were younger. So they s- screamed hell, fire, and brimstone just like their parents did. But something happened along the way mm-hmm. that some people were like, I gotta wake up. Mm, I don't like that. This this ain't working. Right. Because the way my mom treated me when I was younger, I don't want to treat my, my kids like that. I feel that. So they taught that, but it took a little while for us to really like, to get back to what we were supposed to be in tune with. I feel you. Does that make sense? I kind of I mean, butchered I get that. It. No, I get it. Because I'm not going to lie. If, if I had a different experience in church, I probably wouldn't have tried to explore spirituality. I wouldn't have seeked that other thing that that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i wouldn't have looked beyond that so i get it that makes sense so it's, it's a it's a concept you got to write down on a piece of paper mm-hmm. like this generation was tortured and because they thought they were tortured they had to make sure they tortured their kids too because that's what they learned and that's hurt the only thing they ever hurt knew people. hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. and then hurt people want to do better sometimes and they teach other people to do better Mm-hmm. But it just took a little while for us to get there. To get to that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess I'm grateful that it happened that way at the same time because it's like it, let, it it pushed us to be more enlightened. Because this is the age to me, this is the age of technology, the age of knowledge. I feel like this is the new age of enlightenment because things are so readily game. things are so readily available and accessible. Like you can Google something you don't understand. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> uh huh. But um. And that made, I don't know, at least for me, I don't know if it's other people as well, that made me explore, like, that higher being that uh, connected to me, that spirituality. Mm-hmm. That. So tell me about your journey. Like, tell me what what took place for you to get here. Okay. So <laughs> uh, I moved down mm-hmm. from Michigan to Florida. Mm-hmm. And there was a point in time where I, I moved down here because my mother moved down here, and I moved down here for school. Um, and I was in my dorm and then she actually moved and left. But honestly, prior to that, there was a point in time where I was in my dorm and I was just by myself and like, I didn't interact with many people. Like I was just, I just went to class, went home, went to work, went home. Like, and I was in my dorm by myself. So there was this point in time where I was just really just like sad because I didn't have interaction with people. I felt like I felt alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and then eventually I had met someone and we had one conversation because I was like searching for something. I just couldn't figure it out. I couldn't find it. Right. And we had one conversation and it was like all night. It was one of those like all night conversations. And he was teaching me or telling me about his experience and his journey and the things he learned and things he seeked out about his spirituality. And it intrigued me because it was like the way he spoke is with so much love and so much passion and mm-hmm. so much um, confidence in it. And I never had had that confidence in speaking upon what I so-called believed in or had accepted at the time. Um, and that just made me say, man, let me let me do research. Mm. Let, me, let me try and figure this out. Let me stay, let me try to be connected. Because why am I sitting here so alone in this world when there's all these people, you know what I'm saying? And we're all connected. Like I, I couldn't figure that out. So I, I decided to, um, to seek more knowledge and in seeking more knowledge, I stumbled upon this spirituality thing and spirituality. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
And it's something about it that felt right. Like it's something you can't explain, but when you when you come across some sort of knowledge or something or you talk to somebody and, and it just feels right and you're you know, in your spirit and you just go with it, you know what I'm saying? And you continue to explore it. So right now that's where I'm at. I'm I'm exploring it. I'm trying to figure that out. That's good. But whatever feels right, I just go with. So do you think um your confirmation bias plays a part into what you believe or what you're trying to find? I mean, I, I guess. I mean, because you can't, you can't 100% say that you're not going to be biased about something because if, you know, it's you, you feel like that that's right, then it's right. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to seek. You never seek things to disprove something you're trying to prove. Got you, When got people you. try to prove something, you only seek the knowledge to prove it. And once something confirms it, you'd be like, oh, well, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I try not to do that, too. I try to keep an open mind. And it's honestly, I try to go with what feels right. Because I feel like that's my higher self telling me, yo, mm, go there. That's, that's the right. spirit, that's you, the you spirit and spirituality. Exactly. So Got something you. that feels right and the energy's right and the vibes are right. And it's just like in my core, it, I, just, I, I believe it to be true. I try to go with that. And things that in my core just feel wrong. I try to stay away from. That's really all it is. That's a really good thing that you, I'm glad you said that because there's a um, 2018, mm -hmm. 2019. I'm sorry, I read a uh, an excerpt from a song, mm -hmm. and let me find that for you right now. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, eyelashes looking all long, crystals in the ears just popping. Like <laughs> searching for this thing. Hold on, let me find it. So the quote says. Rise up, follow me, come away is the call. With love in your heart as the only song, there is no such beauty as where you belong. Rise up, follow me, I will lead you home. Mm. And that song is probably the most impactful song that I've ever heard in my life. What song is that? It's called The Road Home by Stephen Paulus. You know what's really crazy about this song? Mm -hmm. um, I used to work in Magnolia, right? Right. Um, and I would I would sell speakers, like high-end speakers, $2,000 a pair type stuff. Mm -hmm. And the song I used to play to sell the speakers was that song. And mm -hmm. when I played that song, when I played the ending of that song, those people would sit there and be like, mm. so how much those costs? Mm -hmm. Every single time. Because you give them two things. You show them that these speakers are incredible and you have to have them and that this song is incredibly, incredibly impactful. Mm -hmm. That this song is going to touch you in a different way. Mm -hmm. This song isn't just going to touch your ears. This song is going to touch your heart and mm -hmm. your soul. To resound with it's you. It's going to go deep, deep down. Yes. Because who doesn't want to hear that? Rise up, follow me, come away is the call. With love in your heart as the only song. There's no such beauty like where you belong. Rise up, follow me. I will lead you home. It's one of those things where you get goosebumps. Exactly. Look at my arm. Chuck. What? You said, <laughs> you said the line twice. I got goosebumps. It's, it's crazy because that's what we want. That's mm -hmm. what we're longing for. And I think that's what spirituality is. We're longing for something that we can't see. We're, we're looking for mm -hmm. that person, that thing, that item mm -hmm. that we just can't have. And we're waiting for something to say, rise up, follow me, I will lead you home. Mm -hmm. So, before we close, Ari, give us a piece of advice for somebody that's on their spiritual journey and they don't know where to start and they're getting, they're getting exhausted. They're getting exhausted? Yeah. Mm. I think first, 
You just gotta sit down and search within yourself. Like, right? You just gotta ask, what is it that I'm looking for? What is it, what fulfills me, right? Figure out what it is that you wanna do. Like, why are you here? What you wanna do? You know what I'm saying? Once you figure that out, you just trust yourself to guide you. Mm -hmm. So like the first thing I think is, is like words are powerful, manifestation is powerful. Mm -hmm. Once you, once you focus yourself and figure out what it is you wanna do, and don't let anybody else tell you that that's not what you can do and you can't do that, you, you just focus on that and you do things and you move in ways that manifest what you want out of life. Mm -hmm. And I think the universe will, will bring things to you. You don't necessarily have to search until you, the searching you need to do isn't outside, it's inside. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people get messed up is that you're searching for stuff outside, but you're not searching inside and exploring what's inside. Once you start exploring what's inside and figuring that out, everything else will come. Like so, like that. Like so, like that. Like so, like that. Like, didn't I say this one be the episode? Oh, when I tell you that thing was good, like the whole time I had goosebumps. So, the guy I was talking about, the guy who had, um, who died in the accident, he went home and things like that. His name is Makar Brooks. M-E-H-C-A-D Brooks, McCod Brooks. So, takeaways from today's episode, don't be afraid to get out and explore. Don't be afraid to trust yourself. Don't be afraid to get out there and learn something new. Make sure you love one another. Make